Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 3. Hello, America. Welcome. It's Eric Erickson across the nation. The phone number is 877-973-7425. If you want to be on the program, I'm very happy to have you on the show today. Uh, real quick, I Philip is telling me that I should, uh, and he's right. I hate to admit it, but I need to put in a, a big plug for Substack here because Got a lot of stuff I'm rolling out really to paid subscribers over the next few days, uh, some video content and other things. And if you want to subscribe, just text DATA to 33777. I'll give you 15% off the annual subscription. Uh, all you do is text DATA to 33777. You should subscribe to Substack. You get all the latest. And I will send out tomorrow the um, the, 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 the the writing on DeSantis running for president. Uh, and the laws, you can see the statutes for yourself on why he probably does not have to resign to run, contrary to the claims of many people early on. In fact, I got an email from a friend of mine who's a lawyer in Florida. He's listing right now on WDBO in Orlando, and he said it's the consensus among uh, most of the lawyers and judges he's talked to down there that DeSantis does not have to resign to run because of the way the statutes are written. So I'll send that all to you tomorrow, uh, paid and free subscribers, but text data to 33777. I want to go back to Tucker Carlson. Got to talk about this a little more. I'm really disturbed with a trend happening on the right. It happens on the left as well. And I, I can't do anything about it on the left. But to the extent I have a, a platform, a microphone uh, on the right, I, I really... I got to push back on something that's happening, and I think it's, it is a really bad trend. To do this, I got to step back and be a little bit repetitive and go back to my regular lecture on postmodernism. Many of you have heard me say these things. Just bear with me. There is a point. It took me a very long time to understand what people meant by postmodernism. It was actually a conversation I had with the theologian Tim Keller that finally helped crystallize in my mind what it means to be postmodern. So to understand postmodernism, you first need to understand what modernism means. Modernism is the idea that there can be some truth, that we can experiment and arrive at conclusions that we can rely generally uh, on reporting to know what is true, and that we can ascertain motives and uh, we can ascertain truth by deploying reason and logic. Postmodernism rejects all of that. Emotion trumps reason. There's no truth. There's no objectivity. Everything is subjective. Everything is relative. So morality is relative. Truth is relative. You now talk about people having their truth. It's my truth. It's your truth. That's a sign of postmodern thinking. People say, I feel instead of I think. That's a sign of postmodern thinking. Postmodernism, in other words, believes that there is no objectivity, but postmodernism goes beyond that and says that because there are exceptions to rules, 
The exceptions must become the rule, and the rule must become the exception. It perverts everything. It turns everything on its head. It's no wonder that one of the leading philosophers of postmodernism actually was a a crazy pedophile who believed, who used postmodernism to justify his pedophilia. I'm not making that up. A French philosopher who was way into, into young men was one of the chief advocates of the ideas of postmodernism. And the idea is that morality is relative, there's no such thing as truth, and the exceptions become the rules. So you look out your window right now, assuming, like I, I'm, I'm mostly cloudy but can still see some sky breaking through the clouds. Look out your window wherever you are. What color is the sky? If you can see it beyond the clouds, what color is the sky? It should be blue. Depending on your time of day that you're listening right now, some of you listen in delay, but in the middle of the day, the sky should be blue. However, there are people who are colorblind and they see a shade of gray. They don't see blue. Postmodernism would then therefore say this. You cannot say the sky is blue because for some people it is not. So your truth may be that it is blue, but their truth is that it is not. And why can your truth override their truth? Well, because majority consensus, the light reflecting, refracting through the atmosphere causes it to be this blue hue. It also reflects other things. Therefore, we can say it's blue. No, you can in postmodernism. You got that? That's where this goes. So that gets us to Tucker Carlson. Because within 12 hours of Tucker Carlson having been terminated by Fox News, the prevailing theory among a, a certain set of young men on Twitter was that it was private equity because a private equity company owns interest in fo the Fox Corporation and the same private equity company owns interest in Pfizer and Bud Light, Anheuser-Busch. And Tucker Carlson has been critical of Pfizer and Bud Light. Therefore, this private equity company demanded Rupert Murdoch fire Tucker Carlson. That was the, the immediate theory of a lot of people. And even today, I see people say, oh, he was critical of Big Pharma. Big Pharma cost Tucker Carlson his job. Tucker Carlson's been attacking Big Pharma for five years. Only now? Did he get fired? They were renegotiating another five-year contract with Tucker Carlson, uh, but only now they've just really, it doesn't hold water when you think about it just a little bit. They, Tucker Carlson's been doing this stuff for, for more than five years. He's on his current five-year contract with Fox. He's got 24 more months to go in his contract. They're already negotiating another five-year contract for when that one lets up, and they fire him. And you suddenly think only now, after the last three years of attacking Big Pharma, only now that's the big Really? No. No. So now there's the latest one, and this comes from Gabe Sherman at Vanity Fair, who just, I think, makes stuff up. His sources are like cadavers. I, I don't I don't know where he gets this. It's like, and even he is like, it might be. He doesn't say it is. He says it might be. It just might be that Tucker Carlson's speech to the Heritage Foundation on Friday night, in which he strongly invoked religious overtones, freaked out 
Rupert Murdoch, who decided to break up with his fiancée because she's too much of a Jesus freak. And maybe that's it. Even Gabe Sherman says it's speculation. It might be. He doesn't say it is. He says it might be. Some people wonder if. And I've got good friends of mine who last saw that would say, yeah, this is it. That's the ticket. He's too much of a Jesus freak for Rupert Murdoch. Really? He allows Harris Faulkner to do religious series and openly talk about faith on television, but Tucker Carlson to the Heritage Foundation and not even on air wasn't allowed to? That makes sense? Really? Really, people? Really? Or maybe it was because Rupert Murdoch's Wall Street Journal today reports that Tucker Carlson referred to a senior executive female who we are led to believe is the CEO of the company as the C-word and had other text messages bashing his bosses repeatedly. What do you think is more likely? Rupert Murdoch is forced to shell out $787.5 million in one lawsuit and is presently being sued by Tucker Carlson's booker who has audio recordings, text messages showing a hostile workplace environment coupled with the discovery in uh, the Dominion case that Tucker Carlson referred to his boss by the C word was asked if he wanted to make it public and said, sure, why not? Along with a whole lot of other text messages that seemed to show a man who was too big for his britches at the company. Well, you would rather say, oh, no, it can't be any of that. It must be that Big Pharma had him fired. Really? Really, people? Why do you choose to be idiots? Why do you choose to be Forrest Gump without the common sense? This makes no sense. And there's a recurring pattern. The people most likely to believe the conspiracy theories are the 20 and 30-something-year-old young men, white, on Twitter, whose entire existence is wrapped up online. Being that online is clearly bad for your mental health. You are willing to believe the most nonsensical things. You really believe that Rupert Murdoch will allow Harris Faulkner to do a series on faith, to talk openly about faith on television, to have Catholic priests who come on as commentators on Fox to talk about the Vatican and Jesus, but Tucker Carlson, not on television, but at the Heritage Foundation on a Friday night, talking about Jesus is what cost him his job. You really want to believe that? You really want to believe that after three years of attacking Pfizer and Moderna on television, after three years of regular near daily attacks on Pfizer and Moderna, that suddenly Fox News says, oh my gosh, Big Pharma wants us to fire Tucker Carlson. He's fired. Really, you want to believe that? You want to believe that. And that's the key. You want to believe the stuff that is not true because it's more titillating it gets a rise out of you. The the idea that maybe Tucker Carlson got a little too big for his britches and Rupert Murdoch wants to 
exert ultimate authority again by firing the top guy to send the signal that it's Rupert's company, not Tucker's company. That's the mundane, boring excuse that clearly cannot be true. It must be the crazy conspiracy theory that the private equity company bought shares in the Fox Corporation and Bud Light and Big Pharma and then used its clout to tell Rupert, you must fire the guy who brings in all this revenue for you. That's the ticket. That's why he was fired. Stop believing the people on Twitter. Stop believing the crazy conspiracy theorists. I I don't know what to tell you. I, I can't believe the number of people I know who, when presented with the perfectly rational Occam's razor, simplest version of the truth, he got fired because he got too big for his britches in Fox's view, would much rather believe the elaborately woven conspiracy theory, not because it's true, but because it's exciting. And they want to be excited. They want to be angry, and they want to be excited. And the truth is so often so boring, they got to come up with something else. We live in postmodern times, and people now want their emotions to run wild, and they'd rather believe the lie than the truth. I don't think Tucker Carlson should have been fired. But when you have a major employee who's a revenue driver of the company who refers to senior executives by the C word in text messages and essentially says he works for a company where the news division hates them and the managers are a bunch of idiots and on and on and on and you're Rupert Murdoch and you want to send a signal that this is my company, not your company. I'm in charge. You're not in charge. Well, you take the prominent personality off the air and fire him. By the way, the latest rumor is that, well, Tucker does have two more years on his contract, and they're not actually firing him. They're just not going to put him on TV for the next two years, so he's going to get paid $1.8 million a month and not be allowed to work. He probably has a a non-compete agreement, but that rumor also can't be true, and I know this because I'm in this industry. Even when I was at Fox, as a lowly contributor without an agent, I had a clause that if I was not given enough airtime, uh, my contract would expire and I can go elsewhere. And I assure you, Tucker Carlson has a very good agent who knows the business who would never allow his uh, client to sign a contract saying, we can take you off air for two years, still pay you, and you can't do anything. That's not the way the business works. And anyone who speculates that that's the way the business works has clearly never been in the business. The simplest answer is sometimes not the sexy answer, but it also just so happens to be the answer. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the phone number, on the phone number, on the phone with me, uh, very, very happy to have you with me. Uh, Well, Kevin McCarthy is struggling with the debt ceiling increase. Um, Says the House is going to lift it. Uh, One of his problems has been he wants to get rid of ethanol subsidies. And the farmers are mad. The Iowa delegation in particular uh, said they will not vote for it if he gets rid of the ethanol subsidies. We've got to get rid of ethanol subsidies. You know, Ted Cruz won the Iowa caucus in 2016 campaigning against the ethanol subsidy. We need to do this. Here's McCarthy. This bill is going to help face our challenges here at home. It sends a clear message to the American people that we're investing in safety, health, and the future of Americans. Let me just mention a couple of highlights, starting with community safety. We know it works to make our communities safer, 
and that investing in prevention and community police officers so you can walk the streets, know the neighbors, and who can help restore trust and safety to our community. That was President Joe Biden, March 15, 2022. What was he referring to? The funding levels that we had just four months ago. That's exactly where we'll be. I don't know where the comments that he's making, but this week we will pass a bill on this floor that will lift the debt ceiling, something the Senate has not done, something the President has not negotiated, and send it over to the Senate. Because we think this is a responsibility. Now, you should know uh, Senate Republicans are saying uh, Mitch McConnell has had a change of heart on this and is willing to fight uh, for cuts with McCarthy. And the thinking there, from what I'm told, is that Joe Manchin has now become so furious about the uh, the Inflation Reduction Act being essentially his climate change bill, which he knew. He's now really down in the polls in um, in West Virginia and might be willing to fight with the Republicans on this, which is kind of funny. I need to tell you guys about Eden Pure and its thunderstorm. The Eden Pure thunderstorm is an air purifier, and it is small, portable, lightweight. You can plug it in with a USB cord, uh, particularly like if you're using it in your car, or you can plug it directly into the wall, hold it in the size in the palm of your hand. It's a little bigger than your hand. I keep one in my travel bag because it's an odor eliminator. So you get three of them if you go to EdenPureDeals.com and you put Eric in, E-R-I-C-K, three for less than $200. Uh, it gets rid of the dust and the pollen and all the other stuff floating in the air without a subscription for filters. You just wipe it out on occasion. It uses electrostatic plates where it really shines as odor elimination, which is why I use it. Uh, it gets rid of litter box odors, pet odors, uh, cooking odors, musty odors, smoke odors. Uh, I've used it in rental cars where the people have been smoking clearly who rented it before me. Plug it up with the USB cord of the car, walk away, come back. It has wiped out the odors. Hotel rooms works great. Get three of them, one for upstairs, one for downstairs, one for your basement, one for your RV. Uh, however you need it, get three Eden Pure Thunderstorms for less than $200 by going to EdenPureDeals.com. Use the discount code ERIC, my name, E-R-I-C-K, at EdenPureDeals.com. Hi there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877 973 we need to return our attention, sadly, to presidential politics. Joe Biden has a Kamala Harris problem, as you might imagine. And now, Deep Thoughts by Kamala Harris. We can now add this one to the file. So I think it's very important, as you have heard from so many incredible leaders, for us at every moment in time, and certainly this one, to see the moment in time in which we exist and are present, and to be able to contextualize it 
to understand where we exist in the history and in the moment as it relates not only to the past but the future. Oh, dear God, what a bunch of mumbo-jumbo. The Biden administration knows it has a Harris problem. Axios is reporting top White House officials are rushing to the aid of Kamala Harris, trying to shore up her polling numbers. Her numbers are even worse than Joe Biden's. His are in the low 40s. Hers are in the high 30s. Officials believe uh, she could be a drag on the ticket as Biden begins his reelection. There is zero chance Biden is going to replace her. Doing so would be an admission he botched the biggest decision he made as a candidate. So the White House is going to give Harris a boost. Her allies say it is long overdue. The campaign announcement video featured shot after shot of the president and Harris together. She's featured prominently on the homepage of the Biden campaign website. Anita Dunn, one of the most powerful White House officials, uh, recently directed the White House political and engagement teams to help schedule events with Harris, promoting popular Democratic causes. It's a huge shift over the past two years. Biden's going to turn 82 before the second term would begin. Republicans plan to argue reelecting him would mean a Harris presidency. And Corrine Jean-Pierre stepped in it. The dim-witted White House press secretary, when asked if Biden would serve a full four years instead of saying yes, said, well, it's up to him. Not what you want to do. Meanwhile, Republicans have their own problems. Now, I am regularly accused of being a Trump hater, and I'm not a fan. I don't hate him. I'm just not a fan. I, I think we would do better if he went away. There are a sizable number of Republicans who disagree with me. The problem is the data. 2018, 2020, and 2022 are all real data points that voters generally are exhausted by Trump. And you can say polling, but then Trump supporters don't like any polling unless it supports them. And otherwise, they say the polling's fake. You give them a poll that shows Trump's ahead of everybody, they say it's real. Show him behind, they say it's fake. But uh, the polling, the polling averages and the trend lines, things that are real and, and we can pay attention to, show his growing unpopularity still with women and independent voters. The Biden campaign is praying to Moloch that Republicans nominate Donald Trump. So what do Republicans do? I, I got a suggestion, and I need to take you back in time. When I was a kid, Bill Clinton was president of the United States. And Bill Clinton put his wife in charge of trying to overhaul the American government's health care plan. And Hillary Care, as it became known well before Obamacare, was a bureaucratic monstrosity. The Republicans in Congress put out a flowchart to show you how that bureaucracy would work, and it completely undermined the bureaucracy. And then some very, very savvy PR people put out an advertising campaign, and they introduced Americans to an everyday couple called Harry and Louise. Harry and Louise were a married couple. Their ads were not savage attack ads. They were the conversations that Americans were already having amplified to other Americans to show them they weren't alone. 
under our old plan. Oh, yeah, that was a good one, wasn't it? Things are changing, and not all for the better. The government may force us to pick from a few health care plans designed by government bureaucrats. Having choices we don't like is no choice at all. If they choose. We lose. For reforms that protect what we have, call toll-free. Know the facts. If we let the government choose, we lose. Call today. Now that was Harry and Louise sitting at their kitchen table with their calculator, with their fridge with the kids' pictures on it, piles of paper trying to figure things out. Now they're outside with pickup basketball games. He shoots, he scores, he Louise, Pat was just telling me his state has community rating. Everyone pays the same rate no matter their age, even if they smoke or whatever. Does it work? My health insurance went from $1,200 to $3,200 a year. With a double? Yeah, thousands dropped their insurance. I mean, we actually have fewer covered now than before. Congress can do better than that. If we send them that message. To send Congress a message on flat community rating, call today. And they ran over and over and over. There were a variety of ads. Hearing Louise route at a restaurant. And the restaurant had a surcharge because of health care and costs. And the waiter had to explain, we're very sorry we had to do this because of the, the way that the government was going to force costs onto restaurants and, and other employers to cover their employees in ways they'd never done before. The ads had a tremendous impact, tremendous impact on the um, perception of what Hillary Care would do, and it helped undermine it. I think Republican strategists who are concerned about Donald Trump, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, I, I actually am concerned because I looked at 2018, I looked at 2020, I look at 2022, I see how so many of Trump's candidates and we says, yes, I realize he endorsed like a bajillion people, but an uncontested dog catcher race doesn't matter. But Herschel Walker in Georgia against Raphael Warnock does. Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania against uh, John Fetterman does. Carrie Lake in Arizona does. Blake Masters does. Those races mattered, and they all lost. And I see this. I'm like, we, we've got to be able to move on to do a fresh start. The entirety of the Democratic campaign strategy for 2024 is Donald Trump. You don't send them Donald Trump. Their entire campaign strategy blows up in their face. And what's happening is I'm having this conversation with you, and all of you are having these conversations with each other around your kitchen tables with your friends. The number of people I know who they supported Donald Trump twice and they're just like, I can't do it again. He's, I realize he's a drain on the party. I, I, I realize I got to do better. Uh, these sorts of situations I think actually matter. These, these conversations matter. And so you have Harry and Louise have these conversations. You're not attacking Trump. You love Trump, but you're also ready to move on. And you, you expand that to a national ad campaign to persuade people that we're not attacking you, we're with you, but we also recognize we need to move on. Quote Tucker Carlson. This is an actual text message Tucker Carlson sent. It came in the discovery process. We're all pretending we got a lot to show for it, but admitting what a disaster it's been is too tough to digest. But come on, there really isn't an upside to Trump. He destroys everything he touches. That's intriguing to have Tucker Carlson say that. He also texted a friend, I hate Trump. I hate him so much. The Democratic campaign 
for 2024 with Kamala Harris and Joe Biden is going to be a basement campaign. The cheerleaders are already out of the gate. You got David Frum in the Atlanta today talking about what a big blowout it's going to be because Republicans can't leave Trump behind. And uh, what the Republicans don't realize is how many Americans are so ready to move on from Trump. Now, listen, I got a caveat on all of this. If the economy really does tank, even Donald Trump's going to be able to beat Joe Biden. All he's got to do is say, look at the economy when I was president. But there are so many external factors that have to go a certain way at the same time to give Trump that advantage when Joe Biden is already losing to generic Republicans. Say what you will about Donald Trump. He ain't generic Republican. Y'all know it, and I know it. There are so many other options. Joe Biden, though, has problems on his own. The problems are an economy. The problems are a Democratic Party that it takes for granted that it's going to be Donald Trump. The problems are the woke agenda. If Republicans will focus on the things voters really care about, if, the, if for example, Republicans focus on the economy and crime, Republicans are going to actually do really well, I think. I, I think Republicans do great. They focus on those issues. I mean, if, take Brian Kemp in Georgia. When Donald Trump announced he would do whatever it took to destroy Brian Kemp, the prevailing consensus of a lot of Republicans is, well, Kemp's toast. And then Trump had a real hard time finding anyone to run against Kemp. I mean, Trump was looking at like the the guy Kemp beat in 2018 in the Republican primary. Didn't work. Guy didn't get in. Found David Perdue. It was a 50-point beatdown by Brian Kemp. And I don't know that Purdue really wanted to do it so much as he, he felt loyalty to Trump cost him to get into a race they had no business getting in. And Kemp largely ignored Trump. He deflected all of the attacks, kind of blew him off and focused on his job. There, there's, there's a path around Trump for any Republican nominee. It's kind of what DeSantis is doing, by the way. He's, he's not a candidate right now, and he's not really engaged in those attacks. He, he's... He's saying, well, yeah, he's got his thing. I'm, I'm busy being governor of Florida. Disney never sued Donald Trump. There's a path forward. And the thing I just want to emphasize to all of you, whether you want Donald Trump or not, it is abundantly obvious to anyone willing to pay attention that he is who the Democrats are expecting. He is who the Democrats want. The media is aligned with Trump supporters. They're doing everything they can to drag down every other candidate to ensure that Donald Trump is the Republican nominee. You don't give them that, suddenly you have blown up their entire campaign, and that would be fantastic. But Republicans, you got to begin to persuade other Republicans that that's the smart play. And a lot of people are very insistent it's not. And you got to be able to change minds without actually, well, insulting and attacking those people. Now, some of you are looking at the economy that Joe Biden has given us, and you're wondering what can you do to make sure that you you are protected. One of the things you can do is, well, reach out to my friends at Advantage Gold, see if they might be able to help you uh, with your uh, portfolio. Advantage Gold has a fantastic platform, a fantastic 
advise a, a group of people who can give you advice for your 401k, your IRA, your general investment strategy. Their number is 800-450-2566, 800-450-2566. In fact, they're TrustLink's number one highest rated gold company seven years in a row. They got the best prices, the best staff, the best IRA department in the country. They're ready to help you protect your accounts today. If you call them at 800-450-2566, they'll give you a free gold IRA investment kit to help you manage your um, gold and silver. There are rules that apply if you want to use uh, gold and silver in your retirement funds. How you store the precious metals matters to the IRS, and Advantage Gold can answer those questions for you at 800-450-2566. If you are curious at all in using precious metals as part of your general investing strategy or your retirement strategy, reach out to them, 800-450-2566. One more time, 800-450-2566. Hi there. It's Eric Erickson. Glad to have you with me. The phone number is 877-973-7425, although you really don't have a ton of time to call because the show's almost over. Should have called earlier, but that's okay. Um, I, I got I to gotta just play you some of this audio here. This is Joy Reid. This gets to uh, my, my earlier issue on, on the plotting. On some level, elected Republicans know that what I'm saying is true. They know. Their vision of America isn't real, and that most people do not want to live the way they want us to. You know how I know that? You know what their tell is? They keep silencing dissent. They keep making it harder and harder to vote. And they keep gerrymandering their way to power. The question for voters in 2024, it seems to me, is do you want maybe not super exciting competency, or do you want chaos? Choose your adventure. You don't give them chaos. They don't have a path forward. Now, the last thing, this one's going to infuriate you. Corrine Jean-Pierre said this yesterday. It's clear that the speaker's bill breaks House Republicans' commitment to America. In the run-up to the 2022 election, House Republicans promised to put cops on the beat. Instead, they're fighting to put fentanyl on the street by defunding Border Patrol, Their proposal makes clear that only things House Republicans are committed to giving to Americans are increased crime, lower economic growth, and more manufacturing jobs set back to China. The Speaker's position is that unless the President and the Senate agree to that job-killing, cost-increasing, anti-farm, anti-healthcare, anti-education agenda. She's just so bad at it. The idea that Republicans are putting fentanyl on the street. My middle sister lives in Mississippi, has a family friend who the husband died of a drug overdose yesterday. And we are seeing this happen to so many American families seeing the destruction of the American family because the Biden administration would rather blame Republicans for a fentanyl crisis his policies created than actually take responsibility, own up to it, and close the damn border so that these pills cannot so easily get into our communities. Children are dying. Parents are dying. Addicted to fentanyl. We're taking no action against the drug cartels, none. 
And they want to blame Republicans and say, if Republicans don't pass a clean debt ceiling increase, they're responsible. The problem was already here, Mr. President. The problem was already here. It's a problem Republicans have long tried to stop. But you, going back to your time in the White House and before that, the Senate refused to close the border, refused to build the wall. You, Mr. President, did that. How much blood is on your hands? to quote the transgender activist legislator in Montana. This administration does not seem to take seriously stamping out the fentanyl situation. So many people in this country are losing their lives. We've told them there is no God. We've isolated them from their family and friends in lockdowns. We've deprived them of good educations and good jobs. They've turned to drugs and despair and death. And this president could be leading with hope, a man who lost a son, whose family experienced real tragedy, could be leading with hope, but instead wants to politicize these deaths, pass the buck, and blame the other party. How many more Americans are going to die because Joe Biden just doesn't care about them? while claiming some sort of empathy. He's left Americans in Sudan and Afghanistan and leaves Americans dying in their communities without doing anything except being a partisan.